Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. So welcome back to the Storm Cellar. The season has started, Ray, but it also hasn't started, Ray. Because it started if you were in Europe, but if you're playing games in America, it's still the preseason. So but baseball's over for you. <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, you know, I tried, I know I tried to, to stop myself. I really did. I, I'm, no, no, I'm sorry no. about that. Your your Blue Jays pulled the Leafs. But oh man, yeah, it you, could be worse. So so, so uh, uh, tomorrow is Canadian Thanksgiving, and tomorrow I will be giving great thanks that the Carolina Hurricane season will be beginning this week because the Blue Jays stabbed me in the heart. Do you have like back. Canadian goose for that? No, turkey. Oh. Turkey. Although, Cana- although Canadian so, turkeys? Oh yes. Oh, but I have I can tell you that I have enjoyed Canada goose in my past when I was really? younger. Yeah, I have. I assume they'd I be kind of greasy, kind of like, I assume they'd be a lot like duck. They, I like duck, but it's very much like duck. Right, it's, yeah. it's bad, right? Yeah, it, it's it's very oh, very much sorry. like duck, and there's little uh it, it, I don't. It's 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 gamey. It it's it's a gamey yeah. bird. I remember and I grew I grew up hunting fish, and that's I'm okay with that. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So that Beauty. that's that. Yeah, they they stabbed me in the heart through the back. Uh, so thank you, Blue Jays, for that. Bring on the hurricanes, bring on the canes, and better yet, bring on our guest to the storm cellar this week. You like that transition? Nicely done. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Colin well, Fearns. Colin Fearns is joining us. I hope I said your last name correct. Uh, no one ever does. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, well, I, correct me. I love being a Kurt. I want to do it right. He loves being corrected. That's what he's it's, it's just, it's like the plant, but plural. So forms. Fer- say it again. Yeah. Yeah. It forms. Forms. Okay. You, I can't say it right. I have a speech impediment. So it's actually even worse. Oh my okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So ferns uh, like co- the big uh, the big leaf plant yeah. things that my mom likes. Yeah. So <laughs> so Colin runs another podcast. This is what I love. We have been having a lot of podcast hosts, people that are spreading the word about the hurricanes and and hockey, and I absolutely love that we're bringing another podcast into the Storm Cellar. We've done this a number of times. We're doing it again with you. So, Colin, I'm going to give you some time. We will always give time to promote your show. That's the first thing that we'll do. Then I want to hear about your fandom, how you became a caniac, uh, how you became a jerk, just like Brad and I. Like, lay it all out for us. But first, Promotion time, right off the top. Let's promote your show. Amazing. So go ahead and start now and turn on my show. I'm just kidding. Finish this up. But uh, <laughs> so the name of my podcast is Home Ice Advantage. It actually, I started it not last season, but halfway through the playoffs uh, against Nashville with my brother. And the entire idea was to show people what it's like to actually go to these home games, come back with stories from inside the barn and share them. My brother was unable to continue the podcast uh, after last season. It may or may not have been a heartbreaking game seven. That made that decision easier, but not the point. (laughs) So I had to pivot and decided I've always loved the history of the team. 
Like I, I can have a 20 minute conversation about how Howard Baldwin and how he <laughs> may or may not have screwed over the Boston Bruins when they left for New England. I'm here for that. That's the type of guy I am. So when I realized it was going to be a solo show, I was like, well, obviously I know what I have to lean into here. So uh, I do history episodes. So I have one on Greensboro, Green Acres, on how Stormy became a pig. Or I'm sorry, a hog. Because he's not a pig. He's a hog. That's, right. Let's correct everyone here. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's a weird story on that one. Uh, but I also do um, weekly news episodes. So, like, I just released one yesterday on some stuff we're going to touch on today, uh, whether it's more Nook or the Stadium Series tickets or arena renovations and expansions. Uh, and then I also very lucky to have, I don't know why, but see, people seem to like me. I don't, they're wrong. I don't know. I guess everyone's hallucinating at the same time. But so actually tomorrow I'm releasing an episode where I got to talk to Walt Ruff and Adam Gold from 99.9 The Fan, who runs post-game and pre-game shows down here. It's, it's going well. So again, That's it's home ice advantage available wherever fine podcasts can be found or <laughs> not so fine because I'm there. But I appreciate some listens, please. Awesome. I, yeah. I listen to Colin's program all the time in part. So I, I'm a history buff. So I, that aspect appeals to me. And Colin tends to keep, you tend to keep your, your episodes around like 30 minutes or less. So it's one of the shorter yeah. podcasts generally, which is perfect for me. Because I yeah. can listen to it on the yep. drive to work. And I don't have to pause it and then pick up later and remember what I was listening to. Um, so I save those podcasts for like working out that stuff. So for me, it's like perfect drive time into work now that I'm having to go back to work a couple of days a week. Um, so yeah, I, and I thought that I thought all the, all the episodes I've heard so far have been great. I listened to the green acres one, uh, storming the ice hog, you know, and that kind of feel like it came out of left field a little bit, but it makes sense when you think about, you know, the amount of pork produced in North Carolina, but it's, it, you know, it's, I think at the time, I feel like storm was like revolutionary, like this ice hog that has nothing with hurricanes. But now we get gritty and buoy, and yep. it's yeah. like I, th- I think we started a trend. We might have. Well, mascot <laughs> always supposed to be absurd, which is why like, when they come out and everyone's like, "Oh my god, what is gritty? What's the point?" It's like just for the kids, guys, move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No question. Um, let's. Uh, so there it is. Home ice advantage. Check it out. Listen. Sign up. Subscribe. Do what you need to do. Collins, where it's at. There you go. You like that, huh? We're all about yeah. promotion, all about promotion. But now, Colin, I want to hear about your fandom. Where did it all start? Did you start a Hurricane fan, or did you migrate like so many have done in the past that we've no, heard? No, 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 no. And and then further, give us give us your top players, your favorites of all time, your favorite for this season. Lay it on me. So I was actually writing uh, how I became a Hurricanes fan earlier today, which is funny. And it's going to sound weird from the top, but follow me with it. I'm stupid young. I realize this. I'm only 24, going to be 25 in a few months here. So when I, when the, when Peter Manos announced the team is moving down south, I was just a twinkle in my dad's eyes for a couple more months. Uh, And then I had no choice. I was raised with it. I, my, both my parents were Northerners. My father uh, doesn't admit it, but he was a Raiders, uh, sorry, a Rangers fan, and so was my mom. Oh. And when they eventually moved down here, it just so happened to coincide with Peter Camano stealing a team from Hartford. And <laughs> Destiny has said that I have to be a Hurricanes fan. Uh, part of it is when I, the first I, I 
don't have a memory without hockey. Hockey's always been in my life, which is rare for someone from Raleigh. And when I like, so I have memories of it when I was really, really young. But the first season I could like actually pay attention, I understood what was going on, I knew what icing was, was 2006. There's no better year to start following a team than them making a Cinderella Cup run. No question. And, you know, so a, a true fan was born that day. And then I got to live through the heartbreak of 2009 and the stupid Pittsburgh Penguins, which is uh, whatever. Not going to get too far into that one. And then, you know, I got to live through a uh, lost decade, which is what it is. Uh, yeah. But I, I always uh, continue to love the team. Uh, I used to really, really love Ron Francis when I was a little kid. A Whalers Ron Francis jersey was the dream. If I have gotten, I would have been the Nintendo kid if I opened up a box on Christmas morning and it was a Francis jersey. (laughs) That's shifted a little bit in the past couple of years. I'm not going to get into why, but it's shifted. Uh, I've always loved Glenn Wesley, but it's because of the way I first met Glenn Wesley. I was waiting outside the arena for, um, it was one of my brothers, I think. I was going into the game with someone and I was waiting for them outside the arena, rent from the box office in front of the VIP entrance. And while I was sitting there, this guy is walking up. And I'm staring at him and I'm like, I know this guy. Who is this guy? What is, why does he look so familiar? And Glenn walks in. He's like, hey, do I look familiar to you? And I was like, yeah, you do. And he's like, oh, where do you think you know me from? And then right on the arena, right behind my back was him, Brindamore, and Francis <laughs> holding the conference trophy from 2002. So I just turn around like, that, that's you right there. And he chuckles and like, I'm a little kid, tassels my hair, like, enjoy the game, son, and walks inside. And that's, that's a class, but I don't care. Like, Out. Awesome. Uh, but modern day players, <laughs> modern day is everyone's favorite. Um, I've always loved Brindamore. Who hasn't? Um, I very much enjoyed that he. I enjoy a workhorse. I was raised by a workhorse, so I will always love workhorses. And that's what Brendan Moore has always been, including as coach, which I think is funny because he's openly said that he doesn't enjoy how much work it is, but then continues to do it. So I love that. But modern day players is going to be the same as everyone. I love Jacob Slavin. I love Sebastian Ajo, but for two completely different reasons. I love Jacob Slavin because he... when does he ever do anything wrong, guys? He doesn't. Seriously. He, he, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He really doesn't. He's about, to, he's about to mess up on opening night now because of me, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, and I see Sebastian Ajo as, I, I get he's, I mean, he's back to 25 as well. So he's not the next generation. He's the current generation. But he, Sebastian Ajo holds a special place. It's like, you know, every year we look at these players that are going to turn around the team and we're going to become so much better when it never works out. With Sebastian Ajo, you know, second round pick, it kind of worked out. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I always have to love him for that. That's amazing. And I, I like the fact that you brought up that you and I think Gina Tanders and a few other people who were like born and raised kind of through hockey, longtime fans. I love like, you know, I grew up in North Carolina. Hockey was not a thing. I was one of the only people I knew in high school who played a little bit of hockey. And I had to drive to Charlotte to do it. Ooh, wow. And then hearing folks like yourself who are younger who are like oh like like hurricanes have been my you know have been part of my life since i can remember it's fantastic because we're going to start seeing more of those homegrown kids who are going through the canes junior camps and things getting a shot at cracking these you know nhl lineups 
and I, I think it's phenomenal. It's, you know, it, it kind of goes into what we're going to talk about a little later about ticket sales for the stadium series game. You know, people keep thinking of North Carolina as like a, a backwater hockey market and it's not, it's, it's, it's grown beyond that now. Like, like the hurricanes are, you know, integrated in, into the lives of the people, in the, especially in the triangle, uh, but all across the state. So that's, that's awesome. It yeah, is street, awesome. Street hockey is really big down here randomly. Um, which I feel like no one ever admits is that <laughs> we, we play street hockey down here. I mean, the city of Raleigh has two like full street hockey rinks that they built. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Like, you, you know, around, around here, street hockey is legit street hockey. If you're in a residential area anywhere in Calgary, you're going to see the nets that are set up. You know, just on the side of the, the road, side, on the side of the road, of the road uh, just they're always there, always ready to go. That's fantastic. I like, I like hearing that. Um, and street hockey is something in North Carolina you can play probably eleven months a year, except I mean, for the, we, the the infrequent ice or snowstorm in Raleigh. Yeah, you know, we might go, but gear up, right? We were one of the few hockey markets that when it starts snowing, we're like, oh, I guess we can't play. Like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't that the truth? Yeah, got to move it indoors. So, Brad, you brought it up right off the start. The season has begun, but the preseason is still underway. A very, very strange situation, but all part of the NHL plan to promote this fantastic league in Europe. And, uh, so of course, there were, you know, the they, the two teams that are over there, Nashville and uh, and. Um, and the uh, Sharks. San Jose, yep. Yes, they both had a chance to play kind of warm-up games against European teams as well as they went. And it's one of those promotion things, always very exciting, always well-received. Uh, but again, very, very strange for the rest of the league. And, uh, you know... <laughs> uh, we lost someone who is an immediate game for, for Nashville... Because he's uh, in mid-season form already. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Nino, holy cow, on fire right off the bat. If, if you had Nino Niederreiter leading the entire league in goals <laughs> at any point in the season, you are a liar. Yeah, uh, no question. But there he is, right? There he is. Three goals for Nashville already. Unbelievable. So he's, you know what, and we knew he was going to fit in. We remember talking about this as far as, you know, how it sucked to, to lose him. We wanted to, to kind of keep him around and stuff. But when he was signed there, it seemed to be like a natural fit. The one thing about the Preds that I have said in a number of times, I know you've kind of echoed it too, Brad, is that Nashville kind of plays the way the hurricanes do it you know what i mean like they're fast they're physical they like the four check they play a, a, a similar game a similar style they maybe don't have uh all of the talent that we have but they're certainly close they play a, a very similar style and you just knew that uh you know the the swiss missile was gonna fit in immediately you and, and playing in Prague, like right, you know, he gets friends and family coming in. I'm sure that was a big boost to him as well. So, um, yeah, I 
I didn't get to watch yep. either game because the NHL likes to make it as hard as possible to watch their games for some reason. Isn't that strange? But, but yeah. seeing the recaps, like, he, he, yeah, he looks good. We knew he looked good. Like you mentioned, you know, two years ago, the Preds and Hurricanes went toe-to-toe, very long series because they play such a similar style. I'm I'm happy for him. What about you, Colin? The the only thing, of course, I'm happy for him because you know above the game, these were people, and how excited is Nina right now to be in Europe leading the NHL in goals? <laughs> the only thing that bothers me is Nashville didn't look up, give me hell, give me fire, give me Nita Nita Rider. That's yeah. they they had their opportunity <laughs> and never did it. Vivian served it to them on a silver platter, and they were like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, like, guys. You had one job. If you if you didn't see it, Sarah Savings like you know, give me fuel, give me fire, take it, Nashville, and their response was exactly. Like oh. what? no, no. It's, she he just he said it. She gifted it to you. All you had to do was look at any any of the pre. Although for a while they did have the Google it. blocked, so maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's because they when they blocked us after we beat them in the playoffs. Maybe they didn't see the last, uh, you know, couple of years with the tweets. <laughs> that could be. That could be. Um, so, yeah, it's already started for them, but it starts for us very soon. And we're very thankful indeed. I have this a question for Colin and for you. Yeah. A, a lot of speculation. Now, number one, I think people are getting overexcited about Nino having, you know, three goals in two games. Like, that's not going to continue, I don't think. Uh, although I expect him to play well, a lot of people said, "Oh, like how could we not afford the four million bucks to keep Nino?" And my response this morning was, "I don't think Nino was part of the plan. I think they assumed Nino would be out out of our price range for a third line guy. They d- developed a plan to move on without him, and when the price came down, they're like, "Well, we already have a plan." It's it's just my own gut feeling. Do either of you get that feeling? Because it, for four million bucks or less, they, could, in my opinion, they could have made moves to keep Nino, but at that point, there was a. I just think there was a plan in place, and they said, "No, that's just he's not part of the yeah, plan." No, you, you know, they brought in extras and, and and just went about. So it wasn't about being able to afford him. I think by that point, they had already decided we're going with Plan B, and they just stuck to their guns. Which Don's Plan Bs work out pretty well usually. Yeah. You're 100% spot on on that, actually. From everything I saw, all the reporting and interviews, that's what happened. Don Waddell publicly facing the fans, like, yeah, we're working on it. You know, we'll, we'll try to keep him in the fold as GMs do. But Nito Niederreiter came out and was like, yeah, they never, they never really talked to me. There was never a plan. They never told me that they wanted me or anything like that. So I 100% think that it was, they assumed that he was going to be too pricey and they had already decided that they were going to try to get Barnes and Pacioretty and that's a big cap hit. And so we're going to have to find a different option here. And then all of a sudden, you know, cap uh, restrictions, it's hard for people to get these paydays. Nito is going to be cheaper than we thought it was going to be. And it was too late. They'd already made all their moves. I think that kind of hits the nail on the head. And it was uh, one of the things, I mean, what was really surprising to me at least was how long Nino was on the market before he, you know what I mean? Like I really expected him to be kind of swept up relatively quickly, much faster than he was. And in the end that turned out to uh, bite him, not just in the, you know, in the paycheck, but it kind of flipped things around for Carolina as well. And, and uh, the, in their eyes, the horse was out of the barn 
right? It, there's nothing you could do. You got to, you got to let it go and, and move on. And um, it, it's unfortunate, but again, we kind of stuck the landing for this. You know what I mean? Like the hurricanes really stuck the landing in, in the off season. They're uh, amazing. And the plan that they have now and the lineup again, how many times do we have to say it? A wealth of talent an overflowing of talent on this team with not enough spots really to put everyone. And we'll talk about that fact in a little bit because a waiver uh, kind of explains exactly how much talent this team actually has. Um, 25th anniversary, uh, that place is going to be popping. PNC is going to be just literally on fire i just cannot wait and a great reminder to the league about how awesome the fans are and how good this team is going to be the lineup arguably the best lineup that we've ever put forward i think the start of the season what about you guys i mean don waddell came out a few days ago and literally said that uh, yeah that this this is the best team at least on paper that he has assembled here and i wouldn't disagree on paper, of course, because we, we really don't know. Well, let's see when Patches comes back and if he's full form yet. And there has been a couple, I didn't think it was that big of a deal in the preseason that Borns and Slavin had all these kind of little miscues. I was apparently the only one who didn't think it was a big deal. Uh, but it's, it's, last year was my favorite Canes team, maybe of all time. Personal. I don't know if it was the energy around the team or the players themselves, but it was my favorite Canes team of all time. But I am truly excited about this one. I really think we could take that magical next step that we've wanted. Yeah, I, I think I think agreed. On paper, this is the best Hurricanes team, top to bottom. And I don't think it's close. If I'm being honest, the. A lot of it, I think, hinges on Patches coming back healthy and being able to complete the year and compete. But even without him, this is one of the top two or three best Canes teams of all time. With him, I think it's a no-brainer. You know, oh, yeah, no the, the 2016 is my favorite. Like I'm like those guys will always be special, top to bottom. But this season is different expectations, right? That 2016 was expected to finish 30th out of 30 in the league. And caught, you know, got hot at the right time. And in hockey playoffs, sometimes that's what you need is to catch yep. lightning in a bottle at the right time. Ask Montreal. Right. It's Ugh. you know, I let's think not to let's not <laughs> say we did. <laughs> Sorry. Uh it's, just so, say Montreal and it just to help triggers. Ray out. Uh Ray, it also helps when you're only one of six teams or less. Competing for enough, yeah. right? like, but, you you. Know, let's let's look at those twenty four cups. Let's be realistic. <laughs> and you're also you have like eight cups, and you also <laughs> have exclusive rights, like everyone from Canada for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, you get you get first pick. It's it, that's a whole mess. But yeah, the expectations I think this year are high. Twenty fifth anniversary, uh, NHL pro, the NHL Pro Shop has the twenty fifth anniversary custom jerseys available for now. So if if you want a twenty fifth, you know, custom. You can go on today and pick it up. I was looking at it this morning. And then we have the stadium series game. So we have a lot going on here. Yeah. The stadium series game, say, like ticket sales have been a debacle. 
And it's been a debacle, in my opinion. Uh, you know, people the Canes are blaming the league. I know it's league run. Some of it to me falls on the, the Hurricanes themselves because it's about communication. Mm-hmm. And some of it had that's come out maybe, well, the reason some of the communication was so bad is because it came out in the press that the Hurricanes were allotted basically a home, you know, a PNC arena full of tickets, right? 18,000 and change, as were the Capitals. And they sold through to see the full-time season ticket members, which I'm not surprised at at all. I'm like, you give people a chance to buy eight seats, they're going to buy them. And we've seen a ton of things hit the resale market. I'm very disappointed in those season ticket members. Shame on you. I mean, I, I get it. It's, you know, late stage capitalism at its finest. Yeah. But then the Hurricanes go back to the league and have to negotiate for like, what was it, you know, was it 30,000 total tickets or 30,000 yeah, so more? I think it was 30,000 total. Yeah. And we've basically sold those out and, and they haven't even hit the open market yet, right? We're just talking about season ticket members. And that is the most an NHL, an NHL team has ever sold for a game. More than Toronto, more than the Habs, more than the Rangers, more than pick your poison. That's more than any other team in the league ever. So that should put an end to the Carolina is a small market. Carolina doesn't sport hockey. It's bunk. Now, it it, it will not put an end to that. It it won't. It will never put an end to that. But it should. (laughs) Well, how many things do we have in our tool belts? Because when we had the All-Star game, we set a couple NHL records back then, too. And when I don't quote me on this one, I think it was the same in 04 with the draft. So we've done things like this before and everyone just seems to ignore it. And well, you guys are a college town. Like, no, we're not. Well, a college state, I'll give you that. But a college town, I mean, NC State's here. It doesn't run the right. city. I have family in Morgantown, West Virginia. That is a college town. The lifeblood of the town is West Virginia. If NC exactly. State closed tomorrow, Raleigh loses residents. The city moves on. There's just too many other yeah. things going on. You're you're 100% right on that. And then you bring and up a the, good point with the All-Star game. Real quick, Colin. I believe we are one of only two cities who have done all the majors. We're going to have an outdoor game. We're going to have an All-Star game. We've had a draft. Uh, what am I, I'm missing else, something else. Um, I'll have to look it up. But we're one of only two cities who have kind of gone Stanley Cup the final. Stanley Cup finals. One of only two teams in the league that have done all of those things. That's, I think San Jose is the other one. That's absolutely amazing. It's, it's LA. And to add the fourth qualifier, we've had Justin Williams play on the Stanley cup winning team. That's, that's (laughs) all the qualifiers. Yeah. Right. State wrong city. (laughs) There you go. And it's just absolutely, absolutely amazing. It's something that I say over and over again to anyone who would listen to me here in Calgary, it, all over Alberta, wherever I go, because we talk hockey all the time. And I tell them, you guys, go to Raleigh. You want to see a game? You want to have an experience? You want to see great fans? You go to Raleigh. Oh, yeah, maybe you'll be, I'll be able to get seats real easy. No, 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 no. No, you are looking back at the pictures from Greensboro and, the and you know, and all of the upper deck being blocked off. No, 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 no. That's not how it is anymore. It's not like that at all. PNC is a great facility. It's top-notch. Far better than the Saddle Dome dump 
here in Calgary. And, and honestly, like, it's just, it's a fantastic place and a great environment to watch hockey in. They've embraced it. They love it. And anytime you can manage to get Duke, UNC, and PAC fans all cheering for the same group, putting aside their alliances that way, and st- like, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Like, that's a really beat is. all on its <laughs> own. Like, there's no questions about it. It's amazing. So, Colin, were you able to secure seats? I don't know. I can't remember if you're a season ticket member or not. Were you able to get stadium The stadium tickets? series? Yeah, yeah, I have tickets to the stadium awesome. series. Um, I'm not going to put this on Twitter. So this is only, hopefully this will stay with only people who actually listen to the show. Uh, my wife and son are still deciding, are they going to actually go to the game or not? Which means I might have two seats available. If you are a listener to the show and you cannot get tickets, don't tell anybody on Twitter. Shoot me a DM. Just shoot us a DM. Say, hey, I couldn't get tickets. If your wife and son don't go, I would, I would, you know, I, I would like in. And if they don't go, I will get rid of my t- tickets for exactly what I paid, no profit or anything, to listeners of the show who weren't able to get in. Of course, that's the right thing to you, do. Man. Face value. Way to go, Brad. Yep. I, I, uh, I, was, I was trying to think of what I was going to do. And the, the two people I thought who might be able to use tickets were able to get them. And I said, okay, if they can't go or if, or if like my son wants to go, my wife doesn't, maybe I'll have one. But I say, you know what? If people listen to a show, they 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 listen to Ray, you know, and I rattle on about the things that we enjoy. Little something special for those folks. So I, I won't know probably for a few weeks. Um, so you know, if you can get tickets, by all means get tickets. But yeah, hopefully 100%. by November, I'll know if they're actually gonna go to the game. So that's a little something special for folks who listen. And just really quickly before we get away from stadium series tickets, because I saw saw off the controversy on my show because I got tired of talking about it. But (laughs) we actually know the full story now. Uh, So the reason that this quote-unquote controversy has started to the point where a lot of people weren't able to get tickets was because there was such a large volume of people who wanted tickets. Like The wide majority of full-season ticket members who were allotted eight tickets bought all eight tickets. that They weren't expected to do that. So the team was in a panic. That's why everything wasn't communicated right. They didn't want to come out and be like, hey, we sold out. We don't know what's going on. Let us talk to the league because that's a bad look and you're going to make people panic. So they just didn't communicate. And then they went to the league, got the extra tickets, and then communicated, well, this is what we have now, which is probably their first big communication failure in years. Other teams all the time. So I think we just kind of have to get over it. It sucks, but we have to get over it. Yeah. And, and, you know, Canes, if anybody's listening, rip the Band-Aid off. Just come yep. out and say, we, we had no idea these would be this popular. We screwed up. We're trying to fix it. Let us see what we can do. And at least people understand that you're being honest with them, right? What people, I think, don't like is they when they think you're hiding things from them, which mm-hmm. is exactly what you know they did, right? So, yeah, I, 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 have, I haven't caught up on your show yet, so I'm assuming that probably is, is mixed into one of the ones I haven't heard yet, but yeah, that's so nope. you know. I haven't talked about it. I saw it off. So that's why I did it. Yeah. I just wanted to get it out. It's a known your mistakes thing. Everyone appreciates we all understand that mistakes are made. But the best thing that anyone can do when you make a mistake is to own it right away. And usually you'll find most people are very, very forgiving. And it, there's so much excitement around this. It, it, it becomes a non issue the second that you say, look, we're trying to fix it. Right. And suddenly, now there's no controversy. 
a very quick question that I have. What is capacity in the building? Like uh, Carter in, Finley or PNC? Uh, uh, Carter Finley. It's like, 47.6, I believe, but that doesn't include the league wants to do a general admissions like on the field type concert crowd. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be put on level so the people in the back can see the ice, but that's whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't even include that. So we're expecting 60,000 plus yeah, people being able to. That's be what I've heard too is between 55 and 60. That is so awesome. I can't. I like it. I, it's going to be a great environment. I wonder if they originally offered eight tickets per account because they were worried about the numbers. The league I, was. The league and, was. And I, I would. And I was going to say. I think this is a. This goes back to the league not understanding markets, because they're going to have Arizona play in a five thousand seat college arena, but they when they talk to you know nor, you know the Hurricanes. They're worried they're going to draw in. It's like people have been clamoring. I've been wanting this game since before I moved to Massachusetts 15 years ago when they were talking about it. Like, we, you know, I know friends of the show, Paul's coming in from Scotland. We have several people coming in from Finland. We have people coming in from Germany. Like, you know, it's a global event kind of a game. Like the NHL should it market it and treat it as such and not go, oh, like, are people going to show up to a game in Carolina? Yes. Well, yes, when, the, when the league originally announced it, they straight up said, you know, we have some worries that they won't be able to sell out. From what? 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 Like, did they, just and, and apparently people in the league have not watched a single, uh, you know, playoff game or they haven't watched the seasons. Like they're not looking into the stands to see that they're full virtually every every night. Like, what are they, how can they be so, it's, I don't want to, I, I think their analytics deaf, guys are it's... looking at like year seven of the playoff drought and still picking their numbers. And you can't yeah. do that. Clearly hired someone from ESPN. That's I was going to say, they just posted a new data analytics opening the other day. Maybe this is why, because that person, I don't <laughs> know who it was. I'm not going to bag them too bad, but apparently, you know, and, and that's the Canes, right? Not the league, but my goodness. You know, the, the stadium series, did I think, did I go, yes, they're definitely going to sell out? I never said yes. Like, there'll be 60,000 seats sold. Did I ever think there'd be less than 50,000 people in attendance? Not for a second. Yeah, not for, I, I hear yet. Look, so we're, we've got about 15 minutes left in the show or so, and we still have lots to talk about. So I'm going to just arbitrarily shift our focus. And let's talk about uh, who from the Carolina Hurricanes appeared on the waiver wire. Go ahead, fan, guys. Fan favorite. Uh, <laughs> actually, this guy's a con- he's become a controversial figure from two years ago when he was a fan favorite for everybody. You know, uh, Jordan Martinuk is placed on waivers, which I think we all kind of understand now is probably just a paper move. I don't think any of us are expecting he's going to Chicago. You can only have 23 guys on the roster, you know, as of Tuesday at 5 p.m. And you have to be under the cap by Tuesday at 5 p.m. Those two things don't exist today. They don't exist tomorrow. They don't exist Tuesday until 5 p.m. It looks like this is a paper move. You know, get Marty off the roster. We open a spot. Then on Tuesday at 5 p.m., Jake Gardner can go on long-term IR. I keep hearing that Patches is going on IR and not long-term IR, and I don't understand why not. 
because to be on long term, you have to miss. I think it's it'd be expected to miss ten games or twenty four days, something like that. He's definitely L- but L- but L- that's going to free up a spot where they can bring Marty back in and sign uh, Derek Stepan as DW has said he's going to do, and then we're at twenty three guys until Patches comes back. And actually, if Patches on IR, he's still on the roster. So then we have a, we have our twenty three guys. So, um. The reason he's going to, well, from what I've seen, the reason why he's going to be put on LR instead of LTIR is uh, literally it's just easier to take him off. There's, there's less hoops to jump through. And I, I guess uh, this is a weird one when I saw it. Patches just heals really fast. So I guess there's some little hope here that maybe instead of it being late February, it's late January. And then it, again, it's just easier right. to get him back on through the roster. That still seems silly to me God, because he's going to miss 10 games. So, so he qualifies. I don't think anybody's expecting him back in November, December. So you could, if you put him on LTIR, then you could you get that much more cap space. You could upgrade, but I guess I guess juggling is the part, like you you know you're saying, Colin, that maybe Don doesn't want to do. Like he's juggled our cap, you know, our um, I'm sorry, our trade deadline is you know our trade deadline deal is getting him back. I think at this point is the expectation. So maybe there. I mean, I'm happy with our team the way it looks. You know, I'm I'm always looking to upgrade, but and I have a question here. Uh, and I probably should know this, and I'm a little ashamed to admit it. Uh, he was put on the waiver wire when how long does he stay on the waiver wire until he quote unquote clears? So he's already cleared. He was he put on the waiver cleared. wires Friday at two. And then he had to stay on it for 24 hours and so until Saturday at 2. So he cleared yesterday at 2 o'clock. I have to tell you guys, I'm surprised that no one jumped on him. Marty has always been a favorite of mine. And not because of the antics, not because of the, the leadership thing, although I enjoy that. It's the type of game that he plays. I I dig it. I love the <laughs> the effort, the hustle, the forecheck, everything. I love the game that he plays. And because he uh keeps things light, the person out like that's just bonus. You know what I mean? Like that's it keeps everyone light and in the game and excited. And he's a hype man, right? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to call him, you know. Oh geez, name your name your you know he's not Flava Flav, although sometimes he is. I mean, with the uh, with with uh, with uh, with Svechnikov, he's definitely Flava Flav. But it just to me, I'm stunned that no other team out there. I, I think it comes down to one thing, and Colin, we'll get your opinion. So Marty's making 1.8 million this year. If it was a one-year deal for $1.8 million, I think somebody would have picked him up. The problem is next year, even though his cap is $1.8 million, he's making $2.7 million. Mm. So almost $3 million for what is should be a fourth-line guy is a lot of dough to spend, especially yeah. for a contender who's already close to the cap. If we still had teams, you know, if, if it was still the Ducks of a month or two ago where they were still trying to hit the floor, that would be a great pickup. But I, I think that I think that two point seven million reasons of that second year is why. Um, I don't know thoughts on them. I mean, Brad, you just hit it right on the head. Uh, 
But I, I've made the reference before that Jordan Mornock gets an extra million dollars a year just because he's a great guy. Like <laughs> yeah. production levels have him around a million, maybe 800,000. But he's such a great guy. Here's an extra million more. Have a good day. And I would so take like really- 10 grand. I'm a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> let me call Waddell let's see what we can get done Indeed. but I, I could have seen him going to a team like maybe the Coyotes and it's literally just because it's, it's a grind to play for that team you know to constantly lose so why not bring him in and you know he can line up your dressing room it's not going to be oh my god why am I here every day because you have uh, Jordan Monarch in the corner yelling about some random thing it's going to be a fun time, but obviously no one wants to pay the... I thought it was 2.47, but I don't know. Uh, next year. Yeah. It's... Uh, I just... I, I, I mean, I'm glad that he, he made it through because uh, I'd like to keep him as a hurricane for sure because you know he's got a role to play. Or I believe he has an absolute role to play here and doing something that will be beneficial to the hurricanes getting to their final goal, which brings me now to the expectations. What do we expect? How do we determine a winning season? And we, Brad tried to get me to comment on this a couple of weeks back. And I said, I was holding on to it, but today I'm, I'm giving my expectations. I'm going to be last though, because I want to hear it from Brad. I want to hear it from Colin. What are your expectations for this season? And what that's cheating. You got of course it is. But that's the joy of being one of the hosts. He's he's Canadian. <laughs> he's just being polite. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Everyone's going, everyone gets to go first before me. Uh sorry about that, by the way. Sorry. Another hit. <laughs> there you go. Uh what <laughs> what is it, guys? What are what are you expecting from the hurricanes? Colin, we're gonna go to you first, of course. Wow, on the spot. Um yep. Always, I mean, they have to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, someone is going to be in very hot water. But it's really just progress. So let's get to the conference finals, maybe pick up a trophy and see where we can go from there. Do they have to win a Stanley Cup this year? No. Is there a chance they could? Most definitely. But it's, it's just all about progress for me still. As long as we can show forward progression, we're still advancing. Ajo, Svechnikov, Slavin, they're all learning. I'm fine. Brad? Um, I agree. So so missing the playoffs would be such a disaster. I'm not going to entertain it. Because, um, yeah, that, that would just be a devastating blow. Uh, playoffs, I, obviously. I think you need to at least get back into the Eastern Conference Finals this year. I, I kind of agree with what Colin said. And, and the reason I wouldn't go further than that is being the most talented Canes team maybe ever, we still don't know who the opponent might be, right? We can only control what we can control. And in the seven-game series and not knowing injuries and, and just where guys are at that far out, you, you can't, you know, you can't say it's a cup or bust kind of year. You know, it's just too early for that. Look at last year. Undefeated in October. They kind of peaked in October, though, right? They played a good first half and then things kind of went downhill. So we look at on paper by the time the playoffs started, but we were not the same team that we were in October, November, December. So what I want to see from them is the opposite. I would rather see a horrendous or even a slow start and then get patches back and then build from that. I think that this team should make the Eastern Conference Finals this year. 
and go from there. So I, I think second round isn't good enough. And a lot of that comes down to the moves made seem to be that we are in win now mode. We have a lot of contracts. We had did a whole episode, Ray, where we talked, you know, contracts next year and the year after. We don't want to get in that period and lose potentially some of these core guys who are in their prime. So this doesn't have to be the year to win the cup, but this is the, you know, last year was the first, you know, good shot. We've picked up some grit, some size, and are a more all-around team. It reminds me a lot of Tampa Bay when they were on the edge and they had to bring in a little more physical, a little more veteran presence to get them over the hump. And that's where the Hurricanes are at. So this year for me, we need to be, I need to be in PNC for an Eastern Conference Finals game. Anything else is gravy. And, and for me, because of the exact discussion that we had, we spoke about the future and what we're looking at with players that we don't want to lose before we get there to me. And I know I'm setting the bar tremendously high, even making the Eastern final won't be enough for me. We don't have to win the cup, but we have to be the representatives of the East. This team has an un- unbelievable amount of talent, can play with anyone. And like, seriously, un- unless we're looking at a, h- a huge number of injuries to key components and stuff like that, which can happen. I mean, those sort of things happen and it's easy to say, okay, the injuries buried us. That's fine. But look at this team. Look at our lineup. It's too good not to be a Stanley Cup final team. It's just too, it's too good. There's not a team in the league outside of maybe Colorado who wouldn't happily say, you know what, we're, well, let's just trade teams. We'll take all of your players. You take all of ours. And they'd, they'd be happy. They'd be in the winning side of that. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, almost every team in the league, maybe outside of Colorado. It's unbelievable what we have. And that has to turn into something. You know what I mean? That has to be something greater. Uh, I if, if we can't advance, and, and I was very hard on this team, for failing to get past the second round. Last year was a team that should have been in the Eastern Conference final without question. And for me, for us to be even better than we were last year, our lineup is better despite losing Trocek, despite losing Nino. We are a better team on paper and in person than we were back then. And and all of our guys are, you know, we said during the Bruin series, all of our guys are a year older in the right way. Yep. You know, they're not over the head. I mean, you could say Brent, you know, Brent Burns is 37. I still say his, his, his minutes are going to drop 20, 25%, his TOI. It, it's going to be like having a day off for him to play in Carolina, right? It's, it's, it's it going to be, it's going to be restful. The, the biggest thing, if we're 100% healthy, I agree with you. The the one place I would say is, you know, it, the big thing with injuries is, and this is the reason I think we didn't make the Eastern Conference Finals last year, is now you have two goalies down. And that's my biggest concern would be um, Piotr can come in and play. The kid's proven he can play at the NHL level. But that was just such a, 
you know, how often do both of your, your starting goalies go down, you know, in the second one in the playoffs and you're going to your yeah. third guy in the play and he's still winning games, right? It's, but weird circumstances you can't predict for, but barring unforeseen circumstances, I, this is the second year row that I think that we could see a Colorado Hurricanes final. I think Calgary went from being, they're very good to, you know, Johnny Hockey not wanting to resign, be like, oh, they're going to suck. And then they made the trade with Florida and re signed those guys, Huberdo and, and Wegar. And it's like, they looked really good on paper. They do. They're, too. they're scary, good looking. You know, I think Edmonton still has Edmonton's faults. They've, they, I think they're a better team than they were, but it, it, you know, I'm sorry. It's still a two man team and then eh, yeah. 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 There's a reason. Go ahead. Go ahead, Colin. There, there's a reason Gretzky didn't win a cup with the Rangers or the Kings. It's because you can't win it as a one man band, or I guess in Edmonton's case, a two man band. It has to be a team effort. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and they've done better does. with that, but you can have two great players and, and pick up two or three solid players. And if your goaltender is kind of meh, then you still are going to go to a game seven against the Kings and almost lose. Yeah. Well, they, and they, they, uh, Oilers with Campbell are a much in a much better situation goaltender wise than they have been for a very long time. Let's be perfectly honest there. So yeah, look, I and I know that sounds uh, demanding on me. I like I need to see a Stanley Cup. I won't call it a colossal failure like I called the Blue Jays losing a colossal failure on their season because it was. If you can't get out of into the actual playoffs with a team as great as the Blue Jays were, that is colossal failure. Same thing goes here. I can't even imagine, like, someone's going to have to talk me off a ledge if we don't make the playoffs. Honestly, with this team, if you're not in the playoffs, what the heck, man? Like, it, like, that just doesn't seem fathomable or possible. We're going to, I think we're the, class of the metro and should easily win it easily i think i don't think you're being too hard i think all of our expectations are very similar it sounds like you know when when brenda moore gets up in the morning when don gets up and walks in the office tomorrow i think their expectation is we should be making the cup finals this year that's what we're building that's why we're here so I think saying that, you know, that's the expectation, I think is fair. We, we have the talent to do it. We have the coach to do it. We have a GM that gets it. Um, all the pieces are there, right? We got the fans, you know, home ice for, you know, the home ice advantage for Carolina yeah. is phenomenal, right? It is. All the pieces are there. We just, you know, sometimes you just need to get luck where all those pieces just fit at the right time. And that's what we need this year is we need to be peaking in May and June and not peaking in October, November. Yeah, true enough. Uh, it's, you know what? It's been a, an unbel- another fantastic episode made so by our fantastic guest, Colin Ferns. Colin, thank you so much for joining us. Quick, give us another promotion of your, of your, cast, your podcast, okay? Promo it up. Well, this is what you want to hear. Go. <laughs> Forrest, thank you so much for lying, saying I'm a good guest. Always appreciate it. But it's Home Ice Advantage. 
available wherever you can find it. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Colin Home Ice. It's a good time. Uh, it's a good show. I might be lying, but you're gonna have to listen to find out. <laughs> it's, I'm, I, I don't. I try not to lie. I, 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 I try to instill good habits, my son. I, I, I've, I've uh, picked up on your podcast maybe a few months ago, and I haven't gone all the way back for the last year or so. But I have oh, don't. the vast majority Some of, of those episodes. episodes. Are bad. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's. I mean, I mean, Colin. So as much prep as Colin puts into his show, Ray. You and I are like the antithesis of that because oh, I can no you question. can you can listen to Colin's show and know he's done his homework. He's doing voice you know voiceovers and reading clips from the you know News and Observer and that's you know, outstanding. Like Mike Solarty and like guys who haven't been around for a while, and then he comes on our show and I'm like, okay, so we should probably come up with an outline for today and figure out what we're going to talk about. And oh yeah, we start <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> well, you <laughs> you would be amazed how often I'll write like a full page of something like I'm going to go over this, that, and the third, and then I start. None of that's used. I've decided I found this article why I was talking and now I'm going with this. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, you know what? This is, I just love it. The storm seller always better with, uh, with guests and you've done a fantastic 100%. job. I love, love your take on this. And we're sending everyone that listens to us in your direction as well. If they haven't done so already, fantastic show, Brad. We have talked about everything. We have talked about, you know, the fact that the NHL just can't start a season the way everyone else does. We got to do it strangely. We've talked about a magnificent <laughs> opportunity for us coming up in February, 25th year anniversary. Nino's on top of the league. Oh my gosh, Marty's through waivers. Okay. We talked about so much. There really isn't anything left to say. Is there? Am I forgetting something? Go Canes. Go Canes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone, whether you're a Caniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.